The Gemara in Yuma, the Gemara Daftes in Yuma, very, very famous Gemara. And the Gemara asked that why was the Beis Hamikdash destroyed? Why was Bayis Rishon? Bayis Rishon, the Gemara explicitly speaks about Bayis Rishon, and the Gemara asked why was the first Beis Hamikdash destroyed? I want to state the obvious, but, but we get so used to like hearing things, we have to learn to hear something. So it's amazing how we live that the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. You know, there's wars, Ukraine's fighting Russia. The way we live, obviously, and this we get from our Torah, Tasha, is we ask, why does Hashem do it? We don't have a, a superficial and a person who's not melumid in Torah will say, why is basically destroyed? Because some guy, some king got mad and he was, I promise historians have a pshat and why the base Mish got destroyed. They'll explain politically the Ruach. Why was Ukraine attacked? You could darshan about Putin and what he's Putin and what he's feeling, whatever you want to darshan. There's a Torah, there's a view of why Hashem causes things, why Hashem had some king. Those are but pawns. That, that Hashem, of course, is controlling. We're used to this. I'm not looking to say a chiddush this early morning about this, but um, but I think we get very used to it. It's amazing how our Torah guides us and trains us. My my she's grandmother. My mother's a history teacher for many, many, many years. She's a history major, and she teaches history. Girls call it a musar class because she teaches them. World events happen, but they're all, Hashem is running things and moving things and doing things. There's a, I don't, what's, Russia's fighting Ukraine. What's happening? There's the, what, what people are saying on the news. There's a much deep, Hashem's running the world. What, what's Hashem doing? Why is he moving people around? And when the Gemara asks, Alma of the Haaretz, is incredible and it changes our life. We have a different world view than Gayim have. And that's Tyra. The Tyra gives us the truth and gives us the pnimius of what's happening. Notice the Gemara, no answer in Chas describes different kings' moods. Whenever you, whenever you study Megillah's Esther, you, you get this sense, there's, like two, there's the two stories that always exist. There's the story, there's the superficial, external story of the king kills his wife. If you ask, why did, why did Achashverosh kill Vashti? So if you ask a secular person a very superficial view, he'll describe he was very mad at her and there was a lot of stress. If you ask the truth, it's because she was a Russia, she was a Rashanta, she heard Yidin, that's one reason. Probably a second terrorist because Hashem wanted Esther in the palace. There's, there's an imek of what's happening, a truth of what's happening. Very good, very good. That people's evil comes around and Hashem's punishing a person for their badness. The bottom line is we get used to this question and we just say over the Gemara very dryly. It's actually amazing. It's amazing to have a pneumistic view of things. And we're zeicher. We're making birchas Don't get used to it. And when the Gemara asks why to get destroyed, don't be silly. Understand that historians would print out a whole story why it was destroyed. Understand that. Why is the base marriage destroyed? A star would read and say, what do you mean? Huh. 
Wait a minute, we'll start talking to you a reason why it was destroyed. We'll tell you the political climate and what a king was trying to do. <laughs> and they're missing out on a whole panemius. Yes, I know Hashem through Achashverosh's bad midas, Hashem runs the world, yes. But be malach, lay malach and be yamluchu. Hashem is controlling events and there's a reason Hashem does this. So comes the Gemara Yumadavtes. And the Gemara says that the reason the first base of was destroyed was for Gilia Raish Vichizdam and Avaidizara. The big three, they were over the big three, Gilia Raish Vichizdam and And that's the Gemara Daftes says Bayez Rishim was destroyed. The Gemara brings Tsukim for all three, that that's why the base of was destroyed. Comes the Gemara, two Gemaras, Bamitsiya Peydalid, a Gemara in the Dharam Peyalif, two Gemaras in Shas. And the Gemara says, you know why the first basement was destroyed? Shaloi Birchu Batayratchila. A Gemara that's been very relevant to our summer. We've been learning the Sugis of Birchasatayra. And the Gemara says from Rabbi Yehuda that the basement was destroyed. They didn't make Birchasatayra. There was some lack of Hashivas to the Torah. And it seems like a contradiction. It looks it's a, like a blatant contradiction. A Gemara Yuma, which says, Gilarai Shvichzdam Avaydazara. To a Gemara in Nidarim, I like quoting Nidarim, I was very to learn it with my Tata. And the Gemara in Nidarim says the reason the base of was destroyed is they didn't make Birch Satyr. That's funny. Was it the big three or Birch Satyr? That's the question that many, many ponder and ask, a very strong question. A father calls me up, and the father says to me that I have a problem. He said, I paid a lot of money to get my son to go to Sulam. Expensive, very expensive. People should appreciate their parents. I wish, it's hard, people pay money to get their kids. I wish that it could be free. This whole place is chesed al gabi chesed. It's all chesed. A friend of mine was like, oh, it's such a good business idea to make a camp. (laughs) It's a tremendous business idea. Very, very big business idea. We're all going after the big business of doing the right things, and this is a good business idea because it, it, it's effective, it's a wonderful place. Lemaise, it's expensive to run. The chesed of parents, that the parents pay because they want their kids to be connected to their yeshiva. The chesed of the parents. The parents are the ones who allow this camp, and people that are karas the chesed of Aryeh Weiss, who funds and gives the camp, is not a, the chesed of Rabbi Thaler, all the people. It's not, it's the chesed all around of people who believe in something and doing something. It's such an unusual matziv. And there's tremendous chesed that's going on all around. And this father, completely understandably, completely says, I spend a lot, my son should come here. And he said, the trips are wonderful. I'm, you know, I hear he goes here. He's not, in the, he's not here, right? I'm looking around. He's not here. Night said we give, okay, there's a shiv, not there. Myriv, shachras. Here, I'm spending money. What's special? Why am I spending? So he should go on a trip. He said, good, he needs trips. He doesn't need, that's not why I'm sending him to Sula. So he said, explain, I don't know why, so why do you even have him here? What are you doing? He asked me, upset, frustrated. That's what he asked. Good cash, you know. Tension, shh, oh my gosh. When I was younger, I was freaked out and such things. Oh my goodness. It's a good cash. 
And you have to be willing to hear a cash, and the cash is very strong. The man spends good money, and he's asking a cash, is you know what he's saying is deeper, you know he's not coming, so why do you even set it up? What are you doing? And what's happening? What, what are you doing? Arrange something different for him. Arrange, by the way, this guy could have a freer summer. He could, you, and you could figure out. Get him a summer at that age. He doesn't need it. You don't need. You pay at that age. Bemis, he should be working. Mm. Narvas, he's, he's. I want to pay money for him to be connected to the yeshiva, and he's not. That's the father is. There's some. There's there's a there's a Rebbe disease. This is Rebbe disease. Rebbe disease is, is a visiting speaker comes and speaks. And he says like really inspiring things. And you listen, you look around, making sure that Bachar is there. <laughs> it's Rebbe disease. <clears throat> big, ins- a git comes, he's mamish, a big tzaddik, and he's saying <laughs> inspiring things. You look around, shoot that Bachar, oh, that Bachar's not there. Much, much better, much, much better and I increasingly believe this. I increasingly believe this. The only real impact anybody has on anybody else, I increasingly believe this. Any Rebbe on a guy, what's the impact? You know what? Change is hard. I'm not talking about superficial change. I'm not talking about manipulating youngsters. A Rebbe Gishmak, can man- any ninth grade Rebbe can manipulate his class to be firmer. I don't believe you've done much changing. You can, and you're, what the Rebbe would say is that good, but if they, the manipulation, you can get a bunch of ninth graders, just give cover to the guys that learn, and you can get them all to learn. That's manipulations. I don't consider that chenuch. That's manipulations. And you can get a group of youngsters to learn. Just be mechabit, learns, no cover. You don't learn, you've manipulated them. Now, what the Rebbe says rightfully is once guys learn, the fact that once they learn and are engaged in good things, ultimately that will change them. There's such a thing. There's such a thing. Chitzonis meris apnemius, and there's such a thing for certain. For sure. The biggest change a Rebbe can make in a guy's life that's deep and profound and game-changing, that's much more profound because to all those kids, there's, there's challenges and chisreinus and all different things. And certainly learning Torah and davening and doing the right things, chitzonis meris apnimius is true. There'll be many, many holes and cracks that are not changed. And the biggest change the Rebbe can have more than any manipulation is if he's a wonderful person. If he's a tzaddik. If he's a tzaddik. If the Rebbe is attached to things that are precious, a guy told me, a youngster told me about his, a, a, a guy who's today coming back, Be'ez Hashem slowly being He's a brilliant guy who's not pointing fingers. He's not that type. He's close to my children. We're very close. He said, I never had a Rebbe that I liked his life. That's a condemnation that's crazy. A Rebbe's not teaching a subject, he's teaching life. A guy in our yeshiva who's happily married, he's a tzaddik. He was in 10th grade, he was miserable in school. 
he calls up his dad, he calls up his dad, and he says to his dad, he just complaining, I'm out, I'm done, I'm leaving my school. So his father says to him, I don't get you. His father says to his son, the father's about Shuva. Father's a bright person. The father's sophisticated, the son's sophisticated. So sophisticated dad says to a sophisticated son, I don't get you. He said, I hated school. Ma hated school. Grandpa hated school. Everybody hates school. Who likes school? School is horrible. But you got it out. What, what are you, what's wrong with you? Like, what, 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 what are you guys today? What's your deal? You're a weird kid. Everybody, who likes school? What are you talking about? Liking school, I like it. You got it out. I, so what's wrong with you? You're a sophisticated kid. I don't get you. I didn't like it either. So learn how to party on the side. Make some fun. And school, shrug and deal with it. What's your problem? I don't get you, son. That's the father. So the son said to his father, you don't understand that. He said, you were in some public school, private school, and you wanted to get a certain paper, and you got it out to get the paper. You figured that would help for Parnassar. He said, by me, school is telling me what to think, who to marry, how my children, you can't tell me got it out. We're talking about how to live my life. You can't tell me got it out. No, what do you mean, got it out, even though you said, it's telling me who I'm gonna marry. <laughs> There's no such thing, got it out. I have, this has to resonate. It has to make sense. In a deep way, if a Bachar doesn't look at his Rebbe and his life is wow, then <laughs> you manipulate him. To, there's not a life-changing shift. A Pashat, a whole shift, Tyra, Midas, Yiddishkeit, what it's saying, what it leads, how it guides a person. The deepest change, the most profound change, the most, pr- Rabbi Shapiro got up, it was very beautiful, the last Shabbos, Rabbi Shapiro has spoken the last two years, two years ago, he said goodbye to the Hevra, he said goodbye, he was leaving, things happened in his life that he was going to have to move, and he got up the last Shabbos, it was, it was wild, it was very, very emotional, he was saying goodbye from the place he loved, it was wild. This year he put in his best year he ever put in in Chinuch. He was on fire. He ran the whole yeshiva. It was fire. He was there. He came out every Shabbos on fire. Nights. He came back like a new lease on life. And the last Shabbos he spoke, Shalashodis, he thanked his son's Rebbe, which was touching. He thanked his son. His two sons are in yeshiva. And his son who's here this summer had a beautiful year. And he thanked his Rebbe. And he said, the best thing you gave him is he was so moved. He said, all I want, all, this is my son. We're not, you're not playing a game. I, I care about my son. He had a Rebbe that he was impressed with you, that you were moving who you are. It wasn't any manipulate. You told him this. You moved him here. He was impressed who you are, who you are. My son thanked his Rebbe in a very honest way, said a very similar thing to his Rebbe. He he thanked him for being who he is, moved me, it moved me, it changed me who you are. The best impact, ultimately, the best impact. We always say a good mechanic is not a grand manipulator. It's not a good mechanic. There's such things. I'm not saying not even to do that. That's not what a mechanic is. 
A good mechanech is an inspired person who's willing to be an inspired person. It's hard to stay inspired when you're sharing your life with others. It's very dangerous. It's easier to be private and to be inspired. Because if you're standing up and talking, so it's very easy to have pretend. Very, it's complicated, it's not simple. To try to do both is, is, is you need siyata, the shmaya, you need nisim kemat. Because how could you be authentic? So then you're a show. It's much easier to do it in private. And it's a chiddush. And a mechanic is a crazy person who's willing to say that maybe I could still be real and share. I'll have a siyata the shmaya. He has to daven for such, remind himself. And he's willing to share, to be public, to be around people and share life. And then it, what, what's inspiring by him, they'll, they'll be moved by a person who's sincere and authentic. That's the deepest change. That's where, that's where it, I, I, I had a guy, there's a Rosh Hashiv in Eretz Yisrael. I heard him say this a number of times. He lived in the same house. My father lived upstairs. We lived in a two-family house. We lived upstairs. And this fellow, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool story. I'll tell you the whole story. I'm not gonna, I'll tell you the whole story. There's this family in, in Farakway. They're in Oilum the parents in Oilum Abba today. They were old when I was younger. They're in Oilum Abba, both of them, wonderful people. They were more modern. Called more modern, it was a different world back then. They didn't have a yeshiva background, the father and mother. Their mother, their mother, these, this couple's mother was an old Sadekis, a survivor of course and an old Sadekis. She had an apartment upstairs of them and they owned the downstairs apartment. Her last sava, her will, she told her children that she wants a Talmud Chacham, you have to find a Talmud. The city was not, was a more modern city. They weren't like coil guys, they weren't. And she asked that I want a Talmud Chacham in that apartment. This weird thing. That was a tzava. So they have a tzava, they have an apartment. They gave, my father was coming from Lakewood, a younger man, a youngster coming out of Lakewood, and they rented him the apartment. They didn't raise the rent, they had this tzava. They charged lower price for years. We lived upstairs because of the tzava of the grandmother. Their oldest son was a Lebedeca guy. I remember the music he used to listen to was very gishmak upstairs. Like it was, he was a Lebedeca man, teenager, very Lebedeca teenager. And he said, I've heard, he became a Rosh Hashiva. He married a famous Rosh Hashiva. He married a Rosh Hashiva's daughter. He became a big Rosh Hashiva. Rosh Hashiva. Talmud Rav Moshe Shapiro, very big person. And he says, I've heard him publicly, he wouldn't know I was in the crowd one time. Other times I, he knew I was in the crowd. He said what changed his life is a man upstairs. And he described like being intrigued. This guy is happy, he loves life. He's tyradic. It was like, what's his deal? He's full of simchas achayim. He's always learning. And it intrigued him. It intrigued him. I grew up, I used to clean this guy's car. I was a, he was older than me. I was the youngster. Pesach, I cleaned this car. I still don't know today. He told us, you keep, the payment was, you keep all the money you find in my car. You keep all the money you find in my car. <laughs> we had a bacher in yeshiva this year who found $10,000 in a guy's car and returned every penny. 
returned every penny, he found it under a seat, a stack of money. They didn't even know it was there. The guy had lost it a while ago. But by me, we didn't find $10,000. We found a lot of money till today. I don't know if he like put money around his car or everybody has quarters floating around. But as youngsters, we cleaned his car and we kept the money that we found. That was, that was the deal. Anyway, he was an older brother and his life changed because there was no manipulation. There was a person who was on fire with tyrant and was optimistic and happy. It's amazing, Ashkachas Hashem, because we lived, my, there was not a family in my class. I grew up till I was 13 in an apartment. The whole class had houses, we had an apartment. I never felt gypped, we were a fun family. I remember my friend Rafi Pearl asked me, you live in an apartment, that's so unusual. I remember Ty wasn't a liar. I told him that we all liked being, I was with my four brothers in one room, and I told him we liked being together. It was like a one bedroom apartment, we were all tight. To the point that when we bought our first house, none of us wanted to go downstairs. We wanted to be together, the brothers. There was an empty room, one brother was a mess, but he ended up going there fine. But Lemaisa, Lemaisa, my father bought a house on the day, his first house he bought, on the day he signed on the house, their youngest daughter became a Kala. It was like this grandmother pulled strings at Shemai. My father changed all their lives. Every one of their kids became fiery B'nai Torah. That one, Rosh Hashiva, his sister, Mamish Sidkaniyos. My father had a big impact on all the kids. And the day my father signed on a house was the day the last girl became a Kalim. The, the grandmother in Shemaim said, Gishmak, thank you. And then they rent, sold the house to somebody else, the top house. The bottom line is, where in the world are we? That the biggest impact you can have oh, another right. person okay. is who you are. The biggest impact, we've gone on the merit, we've stopped at all three rest stops at this point. The biggest impact you have on another person is who you are. Everything else, everything else is less. We spoke about Rebbe's disease. That a guy sitting in chairs looking at somebody else listening, stop, stop, just listen well. You're at the shear means the whole yeshiva's there. We have a Shabbos in yeshiva Four inches away, the Shabbos in Yeshiva is, is wild. It's wild. You're having a gorgeous Shabbos going on, and four inches away is a guy who has no shaykhs to the Shabbos. A Bachar asked me, a Bachar asked me, an intelligent guy who's coming to Shabbos, he's on fire, he's coming to Shabbos, Bez Hashem. He said, I have a cash in you. He said, You seem like an honest fellow. In our relationship, you've been honest. He said, One area I think you're a liar. So you always talk about how magical Shabbos is here. Today he's coming for Shabbos. He, he, knows, he would give the speech. He says, you always talk about magical Shabbos. I hate Shabbos here. I, I'm sorry saying the words. He says, I don't know what you're talking I think you're a liar. He said, you say on speeches, the Shabbos, the Shabbos. He said, I can't handle Shabbos. I, I, don't, know what, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And I, I'm not going to be myrich on it. There are like two Shabbosahs going on in Yeshiva. There's a Shabbos, the guy who's there we could describe, that's exhausting. Parents have come. Chashuvim, parents came. The lady said it was the best Shabbos of my life. The most inspiring Shabbos, life-changing. There's a long Shabbos, and there's a Bachar who doesn't touch Shabbos. 
what happens Shabbos in the base medrash, the davening, the speeches in the base medrash. Then the suda, the beginning of the suda is just love. Guys are schmoozing. So Baruch is there for that. He just schmooze. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. After all the younger chevra piles out, the older guys come close. We have the great tire and smears. Then the einek, just food. The younger guy comes back in, grabs his food, leaves. Then later, Zmiris, the very tire, he didn't, he didn't know there was a Dvar tire, doesn't know there's a Shmuz, doesn't want to hear the Dvar tire. Shabbos morning, beautiful davening. Kiddush, the very tire, Kiva, right? Brownstein, a shear, an Eon shear after, probably my favorite shear of the week. We handle a sugya, something, Gishmak. The guy knows he's dremeling, sleeping, doesn't know anything. A shear, Kiddush, garnish. He comes to Shabbos suit, the Gishmak eats chal and just love. He books out at the end of the Shabbos, the guys pull forward, Devrei Taira, Zmira, is gorgeous. Shalashodis Anachtagatog, the guy's not there, right? Shapiro saying life changing Taira, Zmiris that are gorgeous. He knows nothing of it. Shabbos was, he was in his dorm. He's like, you talk about a beautiful Shabbos. What are you talking about? What I want to say is like this that Bacher got Shabbos. Because there's an older guy, there's a dorm counselor who sat at Shabbos and plugged into something, and the dorm counselor talks to him, and you just handed that Bachar Shabbos. He could even talk on Wednesday, preferably on Shabbos. The way that Bachar receives Shabbos is because he's close to an older Bachar who's nice to him, doesn't lecture, doesn't lecture. But there was somebody there who actually gives him a hug during the week and hands Shabbos to him in the hug. The Shabbos says something. Daniel Munchik described how his week changed from Shabbos. And then Daniel Munchik goes fishing with that kid, that 10th grader. He handed him Shabbos. Shabbos is a day, but Shabbos is a lesson. Shabbos is a life. Shabbos hands something, faith to a person. Shabbos hands, Shabbos is an experience that hands somebody, Kesher Tashem. Shabbos is an expression, Ani That we sing at Shabbos, that's what we're living, Shabbos. Ani Shabbos. Shabbos says something. Shabbos is about something. And the Yid experiences Shabbos. Shabbos in time is what Beis HaMikdash is in place. Today we walked into the Kaidash. And we, we sing and we talk a lot about Beis HaMikdash because it's a tremendous comparison, a tremendous what Shabbos is in time, Beis HaMikdash is in place. And when that one guy has Shabbos and then he's nice and reaches out, you've handed Shabbos to all. But I said to this father, you don't get it. Your son's just on trips, but Aaron Schmel is at the football game. And Aaron Schmel's going to give your son one hug. We're not lectures here. We're not like some spirituality. We sit in here and study Torah. We learn about Birchaset Torah. We study it. And then a guy goes out and gives a hug and a smile and has a nice conversation with your son. He's handing your son everything that's in here. He's handing your son. Your son does, I, I want him at the shirim and he'll yet be at the shirim. He'll yet understand. He's going to be impressed. He's going to play football. The Iron Schmelly is going to ask, who is that guy? Who is that guy? He's going to play volleyball. He's going to be walking around campus and a guy's going to put his arm around. Say, yo, what's your name? What's going on? 
he got it, he's going to get it all. Understand it, understand because there are people that are here that care, that feel connected, that feel a brother, a they're just a close, I'm watching this whole summer, those three brothers, it's stunning. Aryeh, Shmuley, and Akiva. I have a new one, I, there's so many moments in Sulam when Shmuel caught a touchdown pass, a good one, I must say at that, a long yes. touchdown pass. It was very far from the crowd, and Akiva hesitated. We didn't know for sure who caught it. There were two guys in gray, and then we hopped. Shmuley had fallen down, an excellent grab, and Akiva sees it's his brother. He's like, Shmuley, he flies onto the court, runs the full length, like jumps him. Yeah, he caught the touchdown, but like it was a delay, a little bit tape delay. He didn't see who caught it. But the, the connection of the brothers, so Akiva's right now, Akiva's at this year, it's Pashat, Kipshutai Mamish. If you plug in their times, I'm sure other guys have this feeling. You look around in Durham and you see people who have no shaykhs to Shabbos. And I want, I like the guy, I want him to have Shabbos. Like, oh, what can I do? Should we sing better? He doesn't want, he's not joining us. Say better to he's not coming to the Say one thing, Daniel, connect to Shabbos better yourself. And then in your hug, you'll hand them Shabbos. By accident, you don't, even, you don't even know. These are subtleties. We give things over in subtle ways. Just, just shake hands and you'll, you, he shook hands with Shabbos. But you have to, two things are needed. You have to plug into Shabbos. So Daniel sings Miris nicer. Let's go, let's go, let's go. You did nefesh, let's go. Kari by Nalam Ve'almaya, let's go. The sweetness of Kirvis Asha, Ani Kirvis Elikim let's go, let's go. Plug in, attach. And then in your handshake, you won't even... But the second condition is reach out as your brother. If there's a disconnect, then everything you have in here won't go there. If there's a disconnect, if you don't care, you don't know. You don't know what's in your handshake. You don't know what's in the chizuk. There are a lot of chedushim. When guys are open the last night, there are a lot of chedushim. The biggest chiddush is the power of the simple noticing somebody. That's the chiddush. When everybody boils down, you could hear the most traumatic story. The, the, the shayrish, people hear things. He was, went when you hear the trauma, a guy's crying. The icker trauma in life is nobody noticed me. Nobody, I'm, I'm, uh, that's the trauma. The other stuff's only what happens when a person's not noticed. I was invisible. Nobody saw me. Nobody saw me. I wasn't, that's the ichor, that's the question of people's lives. There are two things every human being has to address. Loneliness and purpose. Two things to address every person. Loneliness and purpose. No, I need connection, we crave connection, I need purpose. Connection and purpose, that's the two questions of a person's life. Notice another guy. Notice, I don't care. I'm struggling myself. Notice another guy. And you're sitting here now and hearing Torah. Notice another guy and he now, you handed him Torah. It, 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 it leaks on him. It leaks. The big, from the biggest chedushim of the last night is the power. He, he, we, we spoke how much influence. A guy described, somebody said, a guy described he was in a very low state and thinking of very serious thoughts, life-threatening thoughts. Avrami Gart now said like this nice line, he remembered the minute, he, there's no joking, a guy's describing the deepest traumas of his life. 
He described that like three in the morning, Avrami Gardner saw him crying somewhere. He put his arm around him. He said, he said I don't remember what he said. You're an amazing... And he, but he, liked, he articulated one thing and walked away. He said he changed my life. Now there's no... The guy's not joking, exaggerating. He was going to kill himself. He said Avrami came at the moment. He didn't... It wasn't like the deep thing he said. The guy's crying, describing the deepest traumas. Well, he's not playing or joking. He said he put his arm, he was sitting alone late at night. He described the moment, Bechias. I don't remember what Avrami said. If somebody remembers, could jump in. Avrami, what? He said, Avrami said, you're a champ. He meant it. Avrami likes people. He put his arm around the guy and he said, you're a champ. The guy said, it changed, it changed my life. He said, you're a champ. It changed my life. Notice a person, call a person, reach out to a person. There's no, no, just notice somebody. Notice, yo, what's going on? Nice catch. You played well. You look like you really bring it out there. You stop well dressed when you play. I don't know. Yeah, where are you from? Notice a guy. Be good with somebody. Talk to somebody. Reach out to your brother. The answer that we asked the question, the Gemara Yuma says the base of Megdash was destroyed. The Gemara in Netarim will quote, says the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, they didn't make Birchus We ask, what's going on? The answer is, there's the people sitting at the Shear and the guys out there. And if in the Shear there's, there's starkness, then all the Averis out there, Hashem, it's Mechap, Hashem, Hashem says things will be good. When there are cracks in the Beis Medrash, so the answer is there are two things going on. Out there, there was a gila raya shvich zdam of But Kol's man inside, there was, by the core of Klal Yisrael, by the core of Klal Yisrael, there was shleimus. So Hashem said, Beseda, I'm not destroying. It will yet be good. They're one people, they're united people, it will yet be good. But at the point, there's a crack inside. At the point that inside, Shaloi Birchu Batayat which in a deep oymek means inside didn't connect to outside. That we'll yet discuss, and we've discussed a little bit. Did, did right there, you taught the Beis Halevi yet? You said the Beis Halevi. I did. I didn't quote Beis Halevi because I didn't know he said it. I, so when, when did you say it? But you, you should t- say it. Right there, will yet teach that. I'm not. But lemaisa shloi birchu batayratchila probably means there was a disconnect between in here and out there. But at the point that inside it's good, then Hashem says what's outside will yet change. I don't need a, there's no, we don't need shock therapy. Wow. We don't need goals. At the point there's a crack inside or deeper yet inside doesn't connect out. But I want to run something from you. Reach out to the guy out there. Don't pass him by without a conversation. No such thing. No such thing. We're from Avram Avinu. You have to care about your brother. You see him, don't be shy, don't be small. Reach out each one in your own way. Reach out, connect to the next guy. A conversation, it's not, it's not anything. A conversation, notice he shouldn't, be, he shouldn't be invisible. Notice him. Notice him, nice catch. Whoa, you brought it. At the point... That a guy reaches out from inside, reaches out to there and, and notices somebody and is gairis and is mechazik and encourages, then everything in here goes to every part of out there. 
That's the, that has to be the goal, but only in an environment where there's a connection between in and out. Where there's a connection, where there's a sense of achrayis. If there's chas v'shalom, ne- negative things, God forbid, looking down, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. At the point there's a connection and, and people say we're all one people, we're one people and we're all different. Then one guy at the shear, everybody was there. Everybody was there because you were and you're going to handshake everybody, you're going to give a hug to everybody. So everybody was there. That's what I try to express to this father. That's what I wanted to express to him. That he didn't waste, I don't think he wasted a penny. I don't, I don't think he, he wasted one penny. I'm not selling anything. But I don't think he wasted a penny. Because there are, because the Hever does understand it. I'm lecturing you because I owe that guy's $2,000 to give you. I'm, I'm giving us a reach out, Hever, reach out. Say hello, make sure that guy better get a lot of hugs. Reach out, notice the guy. Talk to the guy about anything, but you'll hand him the shear. I don't want to tell you who it is because you only reach out to him. So now you have to reach out to everybody to make sure. I'm always amazed, Chaim. The influence parents have, you know the biggest influences, and this is like Pasha, when your kid is four months old, literally when they cry, your body language, these are like deep sugars that you shouldn't even think about as a parent. You shouldn't think about it. You should just work on yourself so hard that your wink, your little, the littlest things, the kids, all his life is forming then, he has no defense system up. Of course, that's the Iker influence of life, and that's true at every level. At the youngster, it brings it out. The Iker influence of life is who you are. A parent, the most minor, when, if you have a parent who's unhealthy, the baby cries, the way, and don't think about this, just think about resolving, figuring out your own sugyas. But the biggest impact, of course, is who you are, of course. That Rebbe, with all the grand tricks in the world, the influence that's that's real is who he is. That's the one that's life-changing. What the, can the, if the guy is, if the kids in the class see Rebbe is something, wow. Okay, so then, then there's a sugya. Then you're, then you're deeply, profoundly impacted by something that's true, by something that's real. I met, we had a guy, we had a guy who lived in Blue Ridge. His father was from San Francisco. Father's from San Francisco. His father told me, he's about Shuva. He grew up, he said till, I believe he said 16. 15 or 16, I believe. I recall it was 16. I can't say with certainty. He said he never met a from Jew in his life till 16. Lived in San Francisco, there was nothing there. He hadn't met today, I imagine, as a Chabad or two there. But he was 16, and he hadn't met a from Jew in his life. And somehow a whole story, he wanted to go, I think he wanted to be a priest, I don't remember details. He, for some reason, a friend told him that I want to bring you to a rabbi of Simcha Wasserman. He never met a from Jew. And somebody wanted to bring him to Rabbi Hanan Wasserman's son, Rabbi Simcha Wasserman, who lived in the West Coast for a period. Somebody wanted to bring him to Rabbi Simcha Wasserman. Maish, what was very cool, we go to a gadol 
we have bias to see good things. So we're nishtaymim, but we planned on being nishtaymim. We wanted, we have negios to be nishtaymim. It's like, oh my goodness, you saw what he did? Yeah, you wanted to see what he would do, you know? So you, we, we have a shtickle bias. He described to me, my going, I told you, he described going to Reb Simcha Wasserman. He had a front person meant zero to him, zero. A rav, zero. Like there was no like negios to see something. He had negios not to a front person. Literally, if he was going, like you want to show him a pickle, it was like the same emotion. You're like, not garnish, but not, not uh, think of the most vanilla food. It meant nothing to him. Zero. He wasn't looking to see anything. He wasn't expecting it. The only question, yeah, does they really have horns or not? Like there was no, <laughs> there was nothing, that, there was no anticipation of the trip. He described to me the most dry, it wasn't like this big moment in his life. He's going to see, the, it was like just weird and, <laughs> do you want to meet Rabbi Wasserman? Like a weird name. I don't like, he didn't, Rebel Khan, there was no like magic, nothing, nothing, zero. You're going in, see Rabbi if I have to, fine, okay, you know. Just weird, just okay. I hope he doesn't eat me. I don't know, there was nothing. There was like no, there was no anticipation. He described it to me, and it was the neatest thing. He changed his life. That one meeting, he changed his life. I asked him what he saw, he said truth. He was 16 years old, and he saw a person that there was no anticipation, not looking to see anything, think, garnish, mit garnish. He saw him, his children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren are all from today. And he said, from that meeting, straight up. So what do you see? Truth. That's the change that's, that's the change to meet a human being and see something of a person who's, who's connected to something, who has a chiyos because there's something that they've incorporated and developed and are attached to. That's the change. Of, that's the change that's powerful, that's true, that's, that's things inside deeply and profoundly turn around. That's a whole paradigm shift because you see something that's vibrant that's the biggest impact we could have that's the most authentic powerful lasting impact i have this visual i'm, I'm a very visual guy so that's why i like pictures i like that scene of akiva running to shmuel and that's a scene i see of tremendous love that shmuel and that shmuel and Arye give their brother the connection which of course comes from the parents sheves achim gam yochad gam is gematra meyav it comes from the tata comes from parents, beautiful people, sincere people, and you see children that are reaching out to each other. That's the, the picture of the reaching out is Akiva running to Shmuel. That's a lot of hugs before. I have, um, I have like this picture. This is like a very, I don't like this picture. Now do it anyway, your bar mitzvahs, because it's cute. And give a guy like me a good laugh. You know when the stiff father talks to his son at the bar mitzvah? Oh, I've seen so many funny scenes like that. Dear son, I'm like, oh, it's like very uncomfortable. I'm not a guy who does awkward too much. There's something, right? You know what I'm talking I like speeches at weddings. I'm a big fan. Just say real things. It's too special. I want to speak by my kids' weddings. I think it's awesome. Do it. <laughs> I think have, I think my, I, I have studied them by the Waterbury weddings. We've, we've returned the chassan's tish. I have studied them. We should just all start speaking. I think it's cool. But just real things. 
Don't like, don't, don't have a private beer, chasen. That's not the time you talk to them. Just thank Hashem. I, no, just, no, I like speeches by bar mitzvah. Just be authentic what you're experiencing. They're speaking to your son a private conversation. I'm not sure that's like really how things work. I don't know if that's like the time you address your son. The emotion, the bar mitzvah, from my favorite moments in existence, I was one of my sons, right? Putting tefillin on your kids is, is you, you, you're alive for those moments. One day Yehuda's going to give Penny tefillin. It's not lo yuuman. I promise that moment. If you do it in public, so it's a chiddush. You're allowed to, and you're kind to do it to let others in. That moment you give tefillin to your kid is like, is otherworldly. It's otherworldly. You hand them this precious tefillin. You hope they care. Your hopes that they care about these tefillin, that it's important and valuable to them. Is that they care with that tefillin? There's a bag of tefillin. That's my son's tefillin right there. I don't need to see the name, right? Yeah. My son's talking. There's one right here, too. <laughs> Philip. Any trip, you only look to make sure all your kids are there and four bags of Philip. Yeah. Anything else, we'll buy. We forget pants, we'll go without, we'll buy. Philip, <laughs> <laughs> you don't, Philip, you're not forget. No, but that speech, <laughs> yeah, bring them also. That speech. That speech of the father, it, it gets me very frustrated because it's not the way you talk to your son. That speech where the dad's trying to talk to the son, that's not how you talk to your son. There's deep fallacy in the speech. It bothers me because people really think that's how you talk. I tell my son, it doesn't matter what you say to your son. It doesn't matter. Stop it. It's not a, you don't give speeches to your son. It's not, a, it's not how you talk. My shit's like this. It's not how you talk to your children. You talk to your children by who you are and then you're close. It's not how you talk to your kids. It's like, and there are people who really think so. And he gave the speech by the bar mitzvah. Dear son. But he, now I don't, do it anyway. I don't, it doesn't, you know, it's, I, do it anyway. But realize that you talk to your son. Who you are. What should your speech by the bar mitzvah? I don't do what you're feeling. Say what you're feeling. But you're like deep message to your son. Like this dramatic message. I'm not exactly convinced that in your son's life he was like, that bar mitzvah speech changed my life. I hear, I, I don't, is anybody here? Argue, please argue. A guy stand up and say, it's not true. My father he had this conversation with me and I am here today. I'm only had this year, Kalish. Maybe, yeah, don't be, don't be ashamed. Tell me you don't want to do it in public, do it in private. You can stand up and say, dear Kalish, right now, whatever you, whatever you want to do it. I haven't found the guy yet. Maybe, maybe he exists. I, th- there's a fallacy what, what it means to speak to your son. You know. But um, still do it. You're allowed to do it. And, and, it, and it could even, you could even say it's meaningful. I do want to tell him a message then. And there's something... You, by the way, you are telling whatever you're feeling then. And if you're feeling then you want to talk to him, so talk to him. I don't, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that was right. right. <laughs> I, I've seen one of them. And he misread a word on the speech. Like he was like saying, Adam, Adam, he couldn't read. Like there's like a word he misread. It brought like, out. <laughs> it's like a, it's a, it's a, you're just like, hug your son. I don't know. This answer, it's from Ratzvi Pesach Frank, and the two Gemaras that say the base should destroyed the big three Averis. 
The Gemara in Yuma and the Gemara in Adarmas was destroyed. The Birch Satyra is inside and outside. And what we see here is that if inside was pure and was connected to outside, then the outside is not just not punished. It means it will yet change. It will yet change because the inside is good. It will yet change. Wow. That's what it means. And if the inside doesn't know their task of connecting the inside to the outside, so then, then the outside things are big problems. But if the inside knows, you could have the nicest shalashuddhis, but if those guys don't know to shake hands and notice the guy outside, then all the shalashuddhis won't spread. It won't spread. It puts a cap, it locks. And we want something that's catchy, that spreads, that's, that, that, that's, that, that's shared with others. My Russia, Kilas Yaakov, that belongs to the entirety of the nation. So all of us should be zeichet to plug in, shesulim b'veis Hashem, to put roots in the house Hashem. And then yafrichu, in the courtyard, it will sprout out. Yafrichu means a lot of prachim, a lot of things will happen. Those plug in in the house of Hashem, by a lunch, you'll just talk to a guy. You handed him Musser, you handed him your, your shear, the Seder. Everything was handed because you notice. You don't notice him. You ignore him. Everything you have stopped by you. It doesn't go to him. You didn't notice. You didn't share him. Shesulim b'veis Hashem put roots in the base medrash. B'chat in the courtyards, there'll be tremendous prachim. There'll be tremendous proliferation because of what you planted in the base medrash. But you have to be willing to know that I, got, that I have to connect out there. If I ignore and pass by and I'm not gyrus or feel too meek or whatever other insecurities, grab a hold and say hello, notice a person.